Hello, this is Elizabeth Mower, president of BEI. And I'm John Brown, the founder of BEI. Each episode, we take you into the world of exit planning, sharing the stories, struggles, and opportunities of business owners and their advisors. We'll get into this episode's conversation right after this. Gain the insight and knowledge that thousands of business owners and their advisors have used to plan for the future. The BEI membership equips you with the proven process that enables owners to exit their business on their terms. Receive access to case studies, podcasts like the one you're listening to now, a resource toolkit, and so much more. Cement your position as the trusted advisor to your most successful clients. Get started today by visiting exitplanning.com forward slash membership. That's exitplanning.com forward slash membership. And with me today, I am pleased to say, is David Jean, a BEI member in Portland, Maine, a CPA by profession. You can tell because he's got a pencil in his, in his pocket. Uh, <laughs> uh, David and I have known each other for some time, uh, and we're going to talk today about uh, the exit. The, we're going to talk today about the difficulty and the challenges of getting the attention of business owners, what David does to do that, and we're going to also talk about how to engage business owners once we've had those initial conversations, how, what that process looks like, what the conversation is. And David is a, a little different type of a CPA in that he has a, a great conversational ability. And a lot of us, as a lawyer, as CPAs, we don't haven't really developed that skill as well as we as we might want to. And David's a great example of what to do right in that whole world. So David, again, welcome to the podcast. Yeah. And let's just get started with uh, maybe give me some background on why you're in, interested in exit planning for your clients. And then we'll move into how do you get the attention of all these owners who are busy, who may have an idea of what exit planning is different than what it really is, and, and how we and we can move into that discussion. First of all, you know, why, why are you interested in exit planning? You know, it's always a, an area that uh, I've always um, enjoyed consulting with our clients. And really what happened is over the years, you know, a lot of accountants, you know, naturally do a lot of transaction planning. Right. And for many years, you know, I did a lot of transaction planning. And I got to the point where I felt that there's got to be a better process. So it was very reactive, not proactive. Yeah. We weren't getting to the business owner early on to help them plan and so forth. So about five, six years ago, I was really in search of a, of a platform. Right. And that's felt what I was missing was it was a, it was a platform to help our uh, clients, our business owners have successful transitions. And I evaluated a number of different uh, different options, and I got was really most attracted to BI. Okay, great. So at that time, um, I thought I knew what exit planning was, uh, but after <laughs> I went through boot camp and got my CXP certification, I realized pretty soon that no, I, I really didn't understand what exit planning was really about. So with the BI platform, the education, the certification process, the networking, um, it really gave me the tools to really uh, expand a little of services and really do a much more effective job in helping business owners. So did that, did that change the conversation you have with both your clients and prospective clients? It was a, a complete, it was a complete different uh, approach and the conversation was completely different. So instead of really focusing on the transaction, uh, really focusing on really 
what are your objectives? What are your financial as well as non-financial mm -hmm. objectives are? So again, with a lot of the BI tools, a lot of the education and process, that the conversation was really quite different. So it's really understanding kind of big picture. Um, let's not get granular too quickly. Let's not you know talk about the mechanics of the transaction. Okay. That that's 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 you know we're we're a ways off from that. But really, what are your objectives and, and those sort of things? So if if for example, it's a business owner that you haven't worked with before, not a client of, of, the, of your firm's. Yeah. Um, what are the expectations in the owner's mind when they first start to talk to you? Are they, are they coming in to specifically talk about exit planning? Or are they coming in also as a potential client of your accounting firm, your CPA firm? Is there different conversations between the two of them? So I would say what we try to do when we, when we have a prospect that, that I'm meeting with, uh, what we do is we send them an assessment ahead of time. So really a preparedness or readiness assessment to see they are where they are in the exit planning process. Wow. And they do that ahead of time, then I like to review that ahead of time so I can kind of get a sense of where they're at. So when we meet, it's a much more sort of focused uh, conversation in terms of, look, you know, you've really done well in these certain areas and preparing. But there's some areas that you know you either haven't considered, or uh, for whatever reason you know you haven't uh, uh, you know thought through some of those issues. And and those are issues that are important to the owner. They, he's or she has identified Correct. that in the assessment, Correct. right? And what's great about the assessment is this is not my words. This is this yeah. is not my self-assessment. This is your self-assessment. So you know this is where we're at. That's great. So I think it's a, it's a great place to start. So we always talk about exit planning in the context of being owner-centric. We're trying to find out what the owner wants and needs and then to, to make certain through our planning process that he's, he or she's able to achieve that. So you're, you, in a sense, are starting right off the bat with helping the owner figure out and helping you understand what is concerning to right. the owner. Right. And we talk about you know, pain points, and I always you know, tell the owner, you know, when we meet with me, you know, on a piece of paper, I want a worry list. Give me a worry list. Yeah. And prioritize the worry list. So I know where they're in the, 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 the planning process, but what are some of the things that are really keeping them up at night? So I need a worry list. So uh, is that is that list accounting worry list, tax worry anything. list? It could be anything. It could be marketing. It could be sales. It could be personnel. It could be, you know, industry issues or whatever. You know, what are the things that are keeping the owner at night? up at night and uh, so I think that's really important to to understand you know what the mindset of the owner is at yeah. that point in time and the other thing too that I think is really important in the initial meeting and you kind of already you know sort of alluded to it is that I tell the business owner this is not my plan this is your plan we're just a guide so we're gonna help you yeah. guide through the process provide a lot of options provide you know a lot of uh, counseling but at the end of the day it's your plan and I think what that it does is a really uh, comforts the business owner knowing that I'm not there to tell them what to do, how to do it, when to do it, when to do it. It's their plan. So that, if I could, maybe I'm assuming too much here, but that approach is very different from the typical accounting approach because you're telling the owner what he or she needs to do to save taxes, to from a financial perspective, you're telling them what to do. Right. And, you know, in that relationship, they're expecting that. They're paying the CPA right. or the lawyer, when I was right. practiced as a lawyer, they're expecting advice from us right. and telling them what to do. In exit planning, we're totally turning the tables. Right, right. They're really helping, you know, they're telling the story. Yeah. And, um, and through this process, obviously, it's, you know, 
just to go back a little bit is when I also talk to my clients that I'm agnostic. Um, it doesn't matter if you liquidate, you sell to a third party, an inside party, a family transfer. For, for me, it doesn't matter. I'm agnostic. It's whatever makes most sense for them. So we start off with, as you know, so many doors, mm -hmm. been through the assessment process, through the discovery process, we start closing doors. So then we get more focus on really what the objectives of the owner is. So that's where BI's process has really kind of helped. So I come in as a brand new client. You don't know much about me. You've got the assessment though. So <clears throat> you know what some of my concerns are. How long does this initial process last from first encounter to when you're going to be engaged and you're going to start to create the plan, the plan itself. Is that one or two meetings? Might it be more or less? I find probably, you know, we have the introductory meeting. Um, usually it's, you know, we, we, we talk about the seven step process. Mm -hmm. So it is, it is a lot of information to digest yeah. at, at, at one time. So typically what we do is we, we explain the process and so forth, and um, sometimes we'll kind of give a, a, a range of, of, of fees and so forth, expectations are very seldom, you know, they, they say, well, you know, was, you know, let me sign the letter. Typically it'll be usually another meeting after that, because at that point in time they've thought about it, now they've got more specific questions. Mm -hmm. So again, mm -hmm. more granular in the process, the deliverables, the expectations, um, then, you know, they'll kind of bring other you know, concerns at the table. So usually I want to, maybe a second meeting, typically at that point in okay. time, they've got to get an idea, you know, do I want to move forward or, or, right. or not. So they're finding out about you, you're finding out about them, Correct. seeing if there's a, a personality match, maybe for lack of a better term. Can I work with David Jean? Correct. Can I work with Correct. this client? Correct. And vice versa. Um, are they going to be a good client? I mean, is it, uh, uh, is it someone that's got a lot of integrity? Do I feel that um, they're going to be receptive to ideas, <clears throat> suggestions, are they committed to it? Yeah. And you know, that's one of the biggest challenges, getting the owner to finally get over that emotional hurdle of saying, I'm finally ready. Yeah. If they're not ready, there is nothing I can do to help them. Right. And that's a critical piece. Yeah. And, you know, we and, and it's, it's ready to plan yeah. with you it and to open up to you Correct. about their concerns. Correct. Yeah, right. that's interesting. Let's. I'm on switch topics a little bit. There are all of these owners out there that need to do exit planning. We know that. Yeah. They may not know that. They may not think they need to do planning. How do you effectively reach out to them? I mean, what, how do they? How do you get your message across that they need to do planning and you can help them? What I try to do is I try to have them, you know, vision for a moment what would happen if they weren't around tomorrow. So I asked them, walk me through, so, you know, God forbid something happens to you tomorrow, what does this look like? Mm -hmm. Who's gonna, you know, who's gonna manage the business? Um, what is, you know, does your spouse, do your family wanna be involved in the business? Uh, who's gonna make those decisions? How are you gonna bring it to market? Are you gonna continue to run it through the, what does it look like? So yeah. walk me through it and visualize it. And I think there they can start to get a sense of, geez, you know, perhaps I'm not as prepared as I, as I, as I, as I thought I was. Yeah. Um, then the other thing that we try to do is, you know, talk to me about, you know, when you do eventually sell, what does life look like after? You know, what do you see yourself doing? And, um, but again, you know, without that commitment to do the planning, it's really, you know, it, it, I find the biggest challenge is getting business owners with that emotional hurdle. Is it, is it difficult for you to 
attract owners, uh, not from the client standpoint, but just to get their attention to come in and even start to talk about planning? Is that a, a hurdle or is that something that is not as difficult for you to do as, as one might think? No, it is a challenge. Um, you know, we, we, we do a lot of marketing, you know, we do a lot of business development activities to try to get, you know, business owners at least thinking about it and try to get them in the office to have that, to have that, you know, to have that conversation. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't think getting business owners to talk about it is particularly difficult. Getting business owners to take action, I find exponentially yeah. difficult. And, um, you know, we, we, we obviously, you know, don't, we don't use scare tactics and, you know, and, yeah. and try to get them on the, you know, get them on the emotional, uh, you know, trip, so to speak. Yeah. Um, so we try to avoid that. Um, but that's a challenge. It's interesting. It's to get them to take, take action. And they know they need to do it. Yeah. You know, they recognize it. You know, they, they recognize it. But how do you get them to take action? Yeah. Well, I'm going I'm to start exit planning, but just not now. Five years from now, right? Five years, yeah. Rolling five, five year, year rolling yeah. five year period. And we see that all the time. And um, although there's sometimes I do find that if there's a major event, um, sometimes that will um, sort of expedite the process. I had a situation with a, a regular a client uh, last year. They had a, a grandchild. That grandchild was out of state. And he said to me, you know, geez, you know, I want to spend more time with the grandchild and that sort of stuff. Maybe I need to really, you know, start thinking about it. So sometimes it's a, it's a triggering event. And so that triggered him to want to do some planning to right. maybe develop a management team so he right. didn't have to be there? Or was it? Yeah, I mean, he's got a strong management team. Um, and it's just a matter of him sort of um, leverage a lot of his roles and responsibilities, uh, transfer a little more ownership, get them a little more invested. Um, so he was in a fortunate position where he, he did have a good management team. Uh, he had a successful business. Um, it's just him not wanting to let go a little bit. And now um, getting a little more pressure, particularly from the spouse, to spend more time mm -hmm. with the grandchild. It was, was a life-changing event. That's interesting. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a, hadn't, never given that enough thought. That's, that's really an interesting thought. Um, you know, one thing I've noticed, because I was out in Portland and yeah. you and I gave a talk to yeah. a bunch of business owners yeah. that you organized, like, on very short notice. It was like three or four weeks, it I was, think, it was, wasn't it? was very quick. And yeah. there were 50 or 60 owners in the audience? Exactly. How did you do that? Because that, I mean, I don't know of any of our other members who have done something that fast and got that kind of a result. Well, a lot of the, the invite materials, um, you know, BI had provided. Um, so we just rebranded it. So that was a fairly quick turnaround. Um, you provided us with a sort of a presentation template that we were able to you know, we did, uh, you know, collectively, you know, we, we, we modified a little bit and we made some, you know, minor changes mm -hmm. to it. So I didn't have to reinvent the wheel there. Um, we have a pretty strong CRM system. So we did have a lot of names in the mm -hmm. database already. Uh, we used the BI newsletter. We've got about 1,200 names wow. on that. So you sent out that out? Quickly. It went, it went off pretty, pretty quick. Yeah. The other thing is that we had invited a couple of sponsors to help participate in the event. And they also, you know, reached out to their prospects and, and clients as well. So they helped support the event. Um, quite honestly, you know, if we had more lead time, I bet we could have gotten to to a hundred. Wow. I firmly believe that. Yeah. If we had more of a drip campaign and we did some, you know, advertising and, and those sort of things. But again, because of time limitation. Now, has have relationships developed as a result of that single event? 
that you followed, they probably followed up with people. Did anything ever transpire either with the owners that attended or with the advisors you were working with to, to get the event organized? Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I think I had two, three follow-up meetings with other advisors, primarily mm-hmm. financial advisors. I believe there might have been an attorney that I might mm-hmm. have followed up with. So, you know, we did, you know, solidify some relationships there. And those we continue to, you know, to, to groom, so to speak. So that was valuable. Um, I didn't get any, uh, you know, immediate engagements at that time. Which uh, would what, be typical. You typical. Um, but um, as time goes on, there have been a couple of actual engagements that we've been involved in. Um, one of them was a sale to a private equity group that was a fairly large transaction. Yeah, that'd be great. And that was great. And uh, we're currently working uh, on some other projects that are, you know, more specific projects that hopefully will translate into more, you know, comprehensive exit plans. Yeah. So sometimes, you know, prospects or, or new relationships, you know, kind of want to kind of you know, test, test drive the car before they buy. Have you done follow-up seminars that you've, Given yourself or in conjunction with, we have. conjunction with other advisors? Yes. Um, so I try to do at least a couple of a year. Um, sometimes it's uh, sponsored by you know, our firm or other times. Um, like I've had a couple of banks that have uh, asked me to come in wow. for a dinner speech. Yeah. And um, those have worked really quite well. I just show up. And I, 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 it, just be yourself, right? I just be myself. And those have been very, uh, you know, very effective. Um, I've also been involved in a number of presentations in conjunction with an association meeting. So you've already got a standing room, and um, those work extremely well. Because, uh, again, it's, there's very little work on my part. They've already got a standing room because it's usually a conference for the day, and um, I found those to be very effective as well. Yeah, so that, those are, I guess in my world, our world, speaking, writing, uh, are all ways to get the attention yeah. of owners that yeah. who you don't don't know yet. Yeah. They're just coming in to yeah. listen to you yeah. about exit planning, and then as right. you said, you've developed right. business from that, and it probably continues to come in. Yeah, in fact, this this past year, actually, come springtime, I was really quite fortunate. You know, we do a lot of um, networking, you know, article writing, so we're starting to get a, a reputation in the local community. In, in in Maine, we have a very sort of the largest business publication. Um, yeah. reached out to me to be part of an interview. So they had a special edition on um, sort of businesses succession planning. Wow. So it worked out because not only was I quoted, you know, I had a picture and a bio that was in place, but they also asked me, is there somebody that I work with that could also be interviewed uh, that I did an exit plan for? I said, matter of fact, I do, which was a, a very large, reputable construction company. And the contractor was interviewed Quoted and also quoted me in the the article. Yeah, I got about four or five calls uh, for for exit planning and succession planning consulting services. So that was you know you can't you can't beat that sort of advertising. So, you know, part of what we try to do at BEI for our members is to make them visible as experts in exit planning, and, and that's. Part of, there's a great marketing or, organization called Hinge Marketing. Uh, that's a lot. They do a lot of that type of work. So it's what we're trying to do is to give advisors the tools to become that expert. Right. And you've used those tools, right. and 
you're you, you're the lo- you're the expert in in that part of Maine, if not farther, right. in exaplane. Right. And I think I that, got that's ahead priceless. Of, yeah, and I think with BI, I think with a lot of the market materials, I think I got ahead of the curve. So right now we're seeing other advisors trying to brand themselves uh, as 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 you know, exit planning experts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we've we, we kind of got to the market maybe a little ahead of the curve. So I think that's been helpful. Yeah, I think it's been helpful as well. Excellent. Um, what else do you want to talk about? Anything you want to talk to? suggest to owners or to advisors about this whole planning world? It's just the, the, the importance of, the, you know, it's actually the importance of planning, how important it is, and even taking you know, sort of, uh, you call them baby steps, so to speak, trying to get the process going. And sometimes with business owners, they're sort of intimidated by, you know, putting together a, you know, a long-term comprehensive exit plan. But sometimes if you can kind of break it out in, in, yeah. in certain pieces, that you know, let's do a simple step here then when you have success then you can say well let's do this yeah. little step here so the more success you have the more confidence there is and the more you're you're up to move forward so i think that's really important is sometimes start small and you work your way up well and i think that's yeah you know, it's part of the process is uh and I, I i i would bet that most of the exit plans our members do are not the full-blown seven-step right. exit plan exit process it's knowing the owner's goals or wants their needs their resources and then maybe it's that contingency planning sure that's sure. of concern maybe it's dealing with the management issue maybe sure. it's dealing um, with some other business related issue right. maybe it's bringing in another right. owner so it's just right. you're right it's these smaller steps yeah. that form part of the larger plan that can all work together exactly particularly with the new with the new relationship and sometimes again it's 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 wanted to at least, you know, have some interaction or at least do a little bit of consulting work without, you know, uh, you know, them going sort of the full distance at first because they want our new trust. They want to make sure there's a confidence level in there. And I can understand that, respect that. Sure. But with the goal is to keep kind of chipping away at it. Um, so I guess it's important. And the, uh, and the other thing I, I tell business owners, I said, you know, exit planning, it's, it's, it's just not exit planning, right? It's business planning and it's estate planning. They're, they're all... Interbended, absolutely they're all very much interrelated, yeah. and I think when you you kind of help business owners understand that it's all interrelated, then uh, I guess sometimes it diffuses some of their concerns about really what exit planning is. Right, and it's really about preparation. So, in that scenario, let's say it's estate planning. Well, you're not an estate planning attorney, so but there's a clear need for estate planning and yeah. business continuity planning. Yeah. So there's a legal aspect to that right. as well. Do you then work with the client's attorneys? Do you have your own attorneys that are part of your informal team that you would bring in? How, what's that relationship with other advisors? Usually what I do is when I meet with a prospect, I usually ask them who their advisor team is. Right. And if they're very you know, comfortable with their advisor <clears throat> team, if they feel it's a good relationship, that they're getting the, you know, the advice and you know, the proactivity yeah. that they need. And if they say, you know, I don't really use them very often and I'm not sure, you know, not sure that they'd be best fit for this particular project, then I'll, sometimes I'll say, well, I'm happy to introduce you with someone who, who's an expert in that area that I work very well together, very collaboratively okay. together. But I, I don't really you know, force a change. I try to right. work with their existing advisor group. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm usually sensitive to those relationships. Well, plus it, it 
builds confidence in you. If you're happy to work with their advisors, right. they're going to feel better about the right. process, I would right. think. Yeah. Right. Of course, the challenge there, you know, with, with the BI model, it's all about collaboration. And making sure these advisors are collaborative, um, you know, sometimes you don't know until you start going through the process and you realize, you know, you know we need better communication right. and so forth. But I think that the imperative of that advisor group is that whoever is going to be quarterbacking it has got to be respect in that position because, you know, you don't want everybody working in silos, which right. is oftentimes the case. Yeah. So it's really important that the owner, you know, decides or, or agrees to say, you know, this person, I, I really want this to be the quarterback um, so that everybody can work collaboratively through that one individual. So the owner isn't necessarily constantly having five different conversations about the same matter. Yeah. Let's just have the one conversation, but includes the collective thoughts of the advisory right. group. That's part of the process. Right. That's part of our process. Well, that's great. Well, this has been interesting. It's been great, valuable, and this is why we plan. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Join us for our next episode. For more content like this, please visit exitplanning.com.